Well, we've had all the introductions. We've had all the pomp and circumstance. We've had all the fuss and feathers. But it's time. It's time for Dodger Baseball. This weekend, as Dodgers announcer Vin Scully calls his last game in Chavez Ravine, the woman who helped to bring him to Los Angeles will be there cheering him on. Roz Wyman, the youngest person and the second woman to serve on the Los Angeles City Council, campaigned on getting Major League Baseball to L.A. Then she moved Heaven, Earth, and Walter O'Malley to make it happen. She knew she was getting a big-name team when she helped to persuade the Brooklyn Dodgers to come to L.A. in 1958. What she didn't know is that she would also be bringing a future legend to Los Angeles, a man who wears a sports coat, not a sports uniform, and as it happened, also getting herself a friend. The woman who has bled Dodger Blue for nearly 60 years can't say enough about the man who has talked a Dodger Blue streak for even longer. Now, there's some people in L.A. who don't like the Dodgers. There's some people in L.A. who don't even like baseball. But everybody likes Vin Scully. Why is that? I'll tell you, he is absolutely unique. Uh, when we when they arrived in L.A., obviously we had baseball stars. You had Pee Wee Reese and you had Duke Snyder and you had all of these great names that were coming into L.A., but we didn't know that there was a gem that was coming with them. And this town fell in love with this man, you know, when they came to the Coliseum before the stadium was built, and transistor radios became the thing that everybody brought to the stadium. And I have said that Ben Scully even taught L.A. baseball. When and how did you meet Vin Scully? Uh, my good husband was alive at that time, and we went out to a, a, a dinner, etc. And something that, that maybe a lot of people don't know, he told my husband, who was a lawyer, that he thought, you know, at some point he would wanted to be a lawyer, and he was so interested in the law. And my husband said, you know, I got a ton of books that I brought you know, from school, and he said to Vinny, would you like those books? And Vinny said, yes. Thank God he decided not to be a lawyer. The Dodgers' first year playing here was 1958, and it didn't go exactly according to plan. We, we, we you know, we thought we were getting this great ball club, which is considered the finest in the country at the time in any sport, and we ended in seventh place, Pat. And it was terrible. And then the next year, we crawled back up until um, in in 59, we went to the World Series. But the interesting thing that happened, and I always say the town or the city is torn one side versus another, but Vin Scully said, and now we go to Chicago, and this town, wherever people were, we always drove with their radios on, they started horns blowing in the west side, in the east side, and all over L.A. And you then knew of his popularity was something unreal. You think of him starting in the days when baseball was on the radio, it wasn't on television. 
Ronald Reagan helped to make his career by calling baseball games, by making them so visual. Well, Dean's out of the mound. He's got his sign. And as he started to hand the slip, I'd say, here comes the pitch, and it's a ground ball down towards second base. Shortstop going over after it. He comes in fast, picks it up, whips it over to first base in time for the out. One man down, first half of the fifth inning. I think that's a great skill of Vin Scully's, is even if you're not watching the game, you can see the game. He has a way of telling a story. And, I, you know, it's very hard when you're telling a story and you stop and you say ball two, ball three, and then he goes back. And he never loses his place in telling that story. I mean, the skills that he has that is so natural. One time we needed you know five innings to what's called the full game if it has to be called for some reason. And he started to describe a rainstorm. And he had the clouds coming. And he had them moving. And are are we going to get the five innings in? And started to describe the story, story about this um, clouds and the rain, possibly. They were in, not in L.A. And I swear, I was looking out of my window and thinking, oh, my goodness, it, this, he is describing this storm. I, I feel like it's coming in my house. Even though he's on the Dodger payroll, any sports announcer, any team announcer, has to be fair, has to be you know, insightful, maybe a little critical, not nasty, but fair. He is the fairest announcer. The Giants are our, you know, the ones we want to always beat the most. But, you know, even if it's a Giants that we're playing and a really good play is made, he says it. And, and that is one of the things that most announcers in baseball do not do. They are very, 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 very partisan. And he certainly, you know, is a Dodger announcer. But again, no man is fairer when he describes the baseball game. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the seventh inning stretch, accompanied by Nancy B. at the Dodger Stadium, Roland Oregon. Let's all sing, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. has under, undergone so much, so many changes in ownership, ups, downs, successes, terrible seasons. Is it his presence, do you think? Well, describe what that's meant. Obviously, the O'Malley's were um, incredible owners. And um, he, of course, uh, was part of the original team. I was so upset when the O'Malley's actually sold. But Scully was the the string, what would you say? I wish I could think of the proper word. He tied it no matter who became the new owners and if they were even disliked. Uh, and some of the owners have really been disliked. And yet he was the steady person, Pat. That didn't change one single bit, no matter how many newspapers wrote bad stories about why didn't they make this trade. You know, everybody wants to be the manager in baseball, or everybody wants to be the coach. Or why didn't they make this trade? Why didn't they do that? Scully was as steady as can be, no matter how we changed ownership. Are there some 
uh, some of his greatest moments that you can think of? Often I really enjoy when he talks about Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson is, of course, the biggest, uh, one of the big things that, that changed baseball, the breaking of the uh, color barrier. And when Scully talks about Jackie Robinson, Jackie Robinson comes alive. However, the incident I think that's most appropriate for what we're celebrating tonight really started in Crosley Field, Cincinnati, of all places. The Dodgers were there to play the Reds, and Jackie had received several very serious threats on his life. In fact, it was taken so serious, I remember they had sharpshooters on top of the laundry building back of left field. They had sharpshooters on the roof of the post office and on the ballpark itself. And, of course, Vince Scully knew Jackie Robinson. He knew yes. Sandy Koufax. He knew all of these greats. When he described Sandy's no-hitter, the perfect game, I mean, we were on the edge of our seats. It is 9.46 p.m. Two and two to Harvey Keene. One strike away. Sandy into his windup. Here's the pitch. Swung out and missed the perfect game. I have this great idea. I would like the last three games or one of the last games when we're in the ballpark that if he could broadcast the last games and it was broadcast into the stadium. So those of us who are there in honor of the last three games with him in L.A., we could hear him inside the stadium. Wouldn't that be tremendous? Maybe this is changing, but you know that for decades there were people who would not go to Dodger games because they were angry about what had happened with Chavez Ravine, the controversy over getting the land to become Dodger Stadium. Do you think that's changing in Los Angeles? Oh, most people don't even know about it. And I must say, the one thing that does get me angry is that the true story of Chavez Ravine, that land stayed idle for five years. That land was cleared for public housing. There was a vote to build public housing there, and there was a vote of the people who voted it out. Everybody had moved but five families, and they lived there for five years free, no taxes, no anything. And uh, the true story, before I die, I am going to get it on the record, because I know O'Malley had nothing to do with moving the people out of there except the five that were last when... Finally, we decided to use that uh, land for baseball. That land was not taken for, cleared for baseball. That was cleared before they ever, O'Malley ever looked at that piece of land. Back in 1958, the Dodgers had already started playing here in L.A., but Angelinos were still asked to vote on Proposition B, yes or no, to approve a contract between the city and the Dodgers. And a couple of days before Election Day in June, Vin Scully was in Chicago calling a Dodgers game there. We had a day game with Chicago. Didn't say how to vote. He just said, don't forget to vote. We won just, you know, by a small margin. And so I always say, I got, we got the Dodgers first, and then we almost lost them. Do you think the team and the fans will be different after Vin Scully retires? Well, I think it'll take 
you know, a while because people who've heard him and listened to him and who know him will say, oh, whoever, whoever's, I hate to be the person that replaces him. That's all I can say. And they're grooming a young man right now. And you shouldn't compare in a way. Um, But we were just so lucky, Pat, that we got to know him and got to have him. I don't think it will affect the doctor's attendance or anything like that. And I might say if we have a winning team, that helps. (laughs) Ross Wyman, thank you. You're very welcome. Pat Morrison Asks is produced for the Los Angeles Times by Pat Morrison. It's edited and engineered by Todd G. Levin. The audio is from the Los Angeles Dodgers and Major League Baseball. The Reagan reminiscence is from Iowa Station WQAD. And the music is John Fogarty's Center Field. Godspeed, Vin Scully. I am Pat Morrison. Pat Morrison.